Hello world, I'm Jared Cunningham. This is the Freelance Forum 2020 podcast series. Uh, over the years, the Freelance Forum has been made possible by support from the National Union of Journalists and the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland. This is episode 13. I'm talking with Stephanie Costello about the Dublin Enquirer. Welcome, Stephanie. Hi, thank you so much for having me. To start off, can you tell me just a little bit for the people who mightn't be aware of it, what exactly the Dublin Enquirer is? Yep, sure can do. So the Dublin Enquirer is an independent um, journalist owned and run local newspaper that is serving all of Dublin. It was set up in 2015 by Lois Capilla and Sam Tranum. Um, They're still very much in the picture, just sort of gone back a little bit. So I'm I'm the editor now. Um, We are a subscription based local newspaper so we don't take any ads um we're interested in sort of alternative alternative media models um that kind of stuff so yeah we've been going for five years um we publish digitally once a week and we do a print edition once a month okay and could you tell me who would be a typical reader is it aimed at anyone who lives in dublin or younger older suburban city center it's a really good question. Um, we uh, we don't one hundred percent know who our readers are that much. To be totally honest with you, Jared, I was having this conversation with uh, one of our founders, Sam, just last week while we were packing newspapers. Um, I mean, of course, we have particular postcodes in Dublin that we have a lot of subscribers, but in terms of having some kind of profile. I guess we don't have the budget to do like a, a mad marketing, <laughs> um, any sort of marketing uh, analysis or anything. But I think, broadly speaking, the people who read our papers tend to be those who are interested in um, local governance, planning, housing, urbanism, arts. Um, they tend to be a very core base of ours. Also, we tend to have a lot of people who are interested in alternative media models um, and who are just interested in local news as a concept in general. So that's my best shot. When I first saw the the Dublin Enquirer, the thing that struck me about it was that it reminded me of something I'd never seen in Ireland before, but uh, when I lived in Chicago several years ago there was a uh, a local independent alternative press paper there called the Chicago Reader which was mainly famous for the fact that it turned your fingers black with the ink but Dublin Enquirer the kind of stories it follow it follows and reports reminded me of that kind of focus on metro news within a very defined area it's it's very unusual just seeing that in Ireland um I'm wondering, how has it been an adjustment for you just adjusting to that kind of slightly different focus on reporting? How, how, how does it compare with your experience in other newspapers? What, what, what makes the Dublin Enquirer stand out? For me, I suppose um, I'm coming from a hard news background. Um, I've worked with, um, you know, I've worked in places like UTV on the online desk. I've, I've kind of done maximum media for a while which was sort of online news but also featurey kind of stuff um freelanced a lot (laughs) a lot a lot um worked in hot press that kind of stuff yeah this is different to any place I've ever worked um everything about the paper feels a lot more um it's a lot slower 
a lot slower. So in comparison, I mean, there, there's no newsroom necessarily. I'm here in an office. We have an office. Um, and it's not, you know, full of uh, TVs everywhere. There's phones aren't buzzing off the off the um, the wires or anything like that. It's it's definitely different to anywhere I've ever worked. Um, one thing that I really enjoy and really love about the Inquirer personally um, is that we try our best not to overload our journalists. So we would have a really strict proviso that our reporters would report three stories a week um, or, or less, depending on, on, on the story, because we really feel that it takes a week, if not two, if not three sometimes, to really get to the core of what a story is about. So in my previous experience, I guess, in newsrooms, it's it's very high intensity. It's try get as many stories out as you can, as fast as you can. Um, it's rewriting press releases. Um, it's also, you know, in-depth reporting, but honestly, not to the scale that I've I've seen here um, and that I've been trained to do by Lois, uh, Lois and Sam. So slower, definitely... Um, definitely more of a purpose and um everything has a everything's very well thought out here we we like to focus on solutions based journalism so we're not just sort of highlighting an issue we're sort of saying okay well what have other countries done um and how does that compare to what the problem is here that's interesting it sounds like you're almost describing not even a weekly publication but almost a monthly magazine i mean yeah and and not just that but like a, a monthly magazine from the days when there was just print before there was <laughs> yeah. an internet and the pressure was to have everything two seconds before someone else on twitter yeah it's it definitely we it, there's definitely some challenges in publishing um weekly we find that you know the majority of the time we tend to steer clear of what the mainstream or the bigger publications or newspapers are doing in Ireland and Dublin. But it does present unique challenges with them having to change tact maybe two or three days into a story when we've seen it being reported in in the Irish Times or in the Sunday Business Post, that kind of stuff. Um, But yeah, in relation to what you were saying before about other newspapers abroad, you're right. I I haven't seen a paper like this before um, in Dublin. But I'd be very interested in alternative media and that kind of stuff in, in, in other countries. And I think in um, in Bristol, they have one called the Bristol Cable, um, which is actually a co-op um, structure. It's quite similar in, in, in what we do. And in Chicago, there's some really interesting projects that are happening with um, reader engagement and trying to, I suppose, um, stop with the... I suppose the structure of, of the media, which is that journalists and editors are at the top and the audience are at the bottom and they're being told what to think and what to, uh, what's important. Um, I think our model, um, which is similar to those alternative ones in other countries, is sort of trying to get on the same level as readers um, and invite them to tell us what's important and listen to them. If I'm a freelancer, how do I go about approaching you with a story idea? Um are there particular stories, ideas that you're more focused on? Do I email you? Do I pick up the phone? How do I how do I approach you? You can approach me one of two ways. Um, my phone number is um, widely shared. It's if you subscribe to our newsletter, um, my phone number is there. I'd ask that you don't call me just 
straight away. Please send a text. <laughs> um, but you'd email me. Um, my email address is stephanie at dubliningquirer.com or you can email the general inbox. I manage both of them um, with the help of Sam and Lois. We look after the info box and that's info at dubliningquirer.com. Um, yeah, to give you maybe a little bit of a rundown of what we're what we already cover and I suppose what we're looking for. We are very we're very interested in, in beats. We're we're beats nuts in the inquirer. We like to get a topic and become experts at it. So it's not just, you know, a story every now and again. Um, but really understand all the uh, moving parts that that make a beat a whole. Um, so what we do currently, we have a transport beat that our full-time reporter looks after. We have a housing beat and an environment beat that another one looks after. Um, I cover working life in the city. So I look at jobs and things like that. Um, then we also have freelance beats. So we do have, and we are looking to develop freelancers who are interested in developing beats with us. So on top of maybe the one-off story that they want to just send us. We'd be very interested in someone who, who said, hey, you know, I'm a bit of an expert in um, urbanism or I'm really interested in, in tech, let's say. We have a tech freelancer um, and he would pitch to us twice, uh, twice a month. So I guess what we're looking for um, in the Enquirer, number one, rule number one, um, are stories about Dublin that have not been covered anywhere else. That's just 100% important because, again, we're fully subscriber funded and we need to put stories out there that our subscribers haven't heard anywhere else. Otherwise, what's the point in subscribing to us? So one of the main things I would say is that if you're trying to pitch to me, rule number one is Google, has this story been written before? Um, you'll be surprised the amount of times um, that, and it's, it's totally okay that people do that, but a lot of the time the story has been covered. Um, we also have beats that we're trying to fill, that we're always interested in. So council affairs, Dublin City Council, things that are going on there. Um, we're also looking for things around community safety, policing, um, food. We're actually, we're desperately crying out for a freelancer to talk about food. <laughs> um, someone who knows a food beat and we're not just talking about restaurants and reviewing restaurants we're talking about every single thing that you could imagine that food incorporates from sustainability issues to um you know interesting um interesting models or interesting owners of restaurants um food poverty perhaps um that that kind of stuff um and the arts were always actually i would say the most successful um, freelance pitches that I've accepted in the last two months have been arts-based, culture and arts-based. There's a, an article I read about five, six years ago. I think it was on Medium. It's one of the few that I held on to and bookmarked. It was called Five Story Beats You Have to Cover. Uh, one of them was food. But it was everything. It was labour, which was the world of work, schools. I'm not sure what the other one was. Housing, I think. But they were all very broad topics and Again, it's it's not something I've seen. I've talked to a few people over the years about it, but it's all again something I've never seen done in Ireland before. It's very interesting to be the way Dublin Enquirer is coming at everything from a slightly different angle. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's 
getting to the reason uh, the reason this podcast exists is because there was to be a forum which happens in a room with a bunch of people networking a few times a year and COVID meant that we moved this online. How has COVID affected you guys and your coverage, the stories you're doing plus and your workflows? <laughs> okay. Um, it's It's been, COVID-19 has been difficult for us. Like it has been, I think, for a lot of newspapers. Um, first of all, I think the main thing that we ourselves on in the Dublin Enquirer is that we are a shoe leather institution. It is... If you're sitting in your office and I'm, I come in, get out. <laughs> you need to be out on the streets. It's, it's very much so get out of the office and go and find people to talk to. So that completely deteriorated. We weren't allowed to go and meet people anymore. Um, a lot of even reflecting in how we write our articles, we have a structure, a very specific way that we write our articles. And usually the opening or the lead of an article is like an observation or something that you saw while out. So that was tough. Second of all, um, we we did notice um, that we were quite lucky, I think, compared to a lot of other papers. Again, because of our subscription model, we're, we're, we're not ads, we, we, we take no ads. So we did find that um, our subscribers on the whole stayed with us. Um, we didn't have to lay anybody off. There was no furloughs. In fact, we actually are hiring people at the moment, which is something that I'm really proud to say um, that we're looking for, we're looking for new freelancers, and we're also hiring a new immigration reporter. We were awarded a grant um, a, almost a month ago, and that grant has basically enabled us to um, hire some new people and broaden our freelance pool, um, along with keeping the lights on. <laughs> Um, and, and that kind of stuff. But yeah, COVID was, I mean, I'd also say on a personal level, Jared, I mean, I, I took over the editorship of a, of a newspaper um, in the middle of global pandemic. So personally, it was, <laughs> there was a lot going on. <laughs> but I think we're almost on the other side. <laughs> I have to declare an interest and praise myself for a moment because I sent an email to Sam and Lois about a month and a half ago telling them that there was a thing called the European Journalism Fund that was offering grants and they might be interested in it. So I'm delighted that that worked out. Yeah, you did. And I, I believe, yeah, I believe as well. It, it was, you know, Lois is such a, I mean, she's, she's so dogmatic in everything that she does. And I think there was almost a malaise because we had, she had tried for so many years um, and we had not been successful. And it was just, it was incredible that, um, yeah, she, we, we were successful this time. You have no idea what it means for a local paper who are literally paying wages and keeping the lights on just out of our subscriber base. So, so yeah, again, I suppose, Jared, on the note of the, the relief fund that we got, one thing that we, we did was, um kind of wanted to just talk a little bit about how we went about um this whole process it's something that i've not seen done in ireland before um and i say that coming from a background of um, i'm also a phd student so i study community media um i take the year off at the moment but that's kind of that's my jam it's what i'm interested in but essentially what we did at the inquirer was we had we put out a survey to our readers 
and we said, here's some ideas um, about what we think you know, Dublin could use in terms of a new beat, but we'd love you as well to give us some suggestions. So we ran a survey for two weeks um, and people voted. And then on top of those, uh, that survey, we also did some town hall meetings on Zoom, which were really interesting. Um, and we had an opportunity to just talk face to face with the people that read our newspaper or even the people that don't read our newspaper, but are a little bit more interested or want to find out more. And again, um, I just personally thought that that was really, really, really um, important because I think that in India, we talk a lot about engagement and reader engagement and these notions of trust and how to increase trust. I think that um, personally, it's not an easy, um, you know, there's there's no one easy way about it other than inserting yourself into communities, knocking on doors and just being available. So actually being able to do those those structured meetings where we talked as little as possible and people, whether it was we didn't like about your paper or we love this about your paper or could you do this, whatever it was, we sat there and, and we listened and we just we had discussions. And I think I do think that's an it's it's an interesting and important point in in terms of you know public and civic journalism and how we conceptualize those ideas um and I think it does add value to ongoing you know debates in journalism about um audiences role in journalism how they're conceptualized and um where the audience lies essentially in the whole part of the media which is very important so yeah our the zoom meetings went well they were a little bit um, bit nerve-wracking, but got there in the end. And essentially what happened is we had openly um, the immigration beat one. So hopefully now in the next two weeks, we will have hired a new freelance reporter who will be writing one story a week. Our rate for reported articles, probably important for your readers, is 150 euro. Um, it's, I know it's not, um, it's not a lot, but we publish it's 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 free it's not it's um what's the word i'm looking for it's it's open it's an open we're not secretive about it one so so one story a week it'll be 150 euro and it'll be looking at everything from the immigration system everything and anything that you can possibly think of but dublin based of course um so yeah, I thought that that was a nice little um, experiment that worked out really, really well. Basically, what do you want us to report? Taking everything on board and then finally getting an answer. And now we're off to hire someone. So it's also nice to be able to be hiring someone in, in media and art in general, but just at this time too. Thanks, Stephanie, for talking to me. Take care of yourself. Uh... Thank you so much, Jared. All right. Take care. <laughs>